Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and I have a tremendous show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I felt uh, just moved today to do a show about right and wrong. Now, again, we're committed to, you know, doing things that benefit the caregivers and the disabled and special needs folks that they care for. And a lot of folks who aren't in the disability community wouldn't think that right and wrong is a is something that they have to struggle with. But yet this is something that is common to all mankind, all mankind. Because, you know, it's not just the ability or inability to do something, say, with your hands or, or with your, you know, your words. It's the actions of the heart. That is what God looks at, as well as, you know, the actions and what one says and does. And I I felt moved to do this because people who, who should know better or who claim, you know, the name of God, who claim Jesus Christ, who, 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 repeat prayers over and over and over and over and over again to the, quote, Blessed Mother and, uh, you know, to our Father. Don't get it. There are so many things in the current culture that we live in that people deem acceptable that is an abomination to the Lord our God. So I, before I start into this, I first want to pray, and I want to pray, you know, for me, because I have certainly been guilty of these things. But as one commits oneself to Obeying God's commands, obeying the commands of Jesus Christ, because that's what Jesus says. He says, you know, I know you're my disciples and I know you love me, you know, if you keep my commands. So first, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I pray that all who hear my voice would consider the scriptures of what you have said, of what our Father has said. regarding right and wrong. Because only in discerning right and wrong can we do your will by doing right. And that's what it means to be righteous. God Almighty, let us not be influenced by this culture, but be influenced by your word, 
the Bible, the Scripture, to live our lives and to judge rightly between right and wrong and live our lives accordingly. And in order to share you and why it's so important, of ultimate importance, because that's where you live, Jesus, in righteousness. In your name, Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. You know, when I have discussions with folks and they say, oh, we're involved in this or that, and it's something that's completely against, you know, what Scripture says, you know, one of the things I like to ask people is, what's the difference? I want them to tell me, what's the difference between right and wrong? And, you know, people just, they back up and they look at you. They look at you like you're Godzilla or that you have three heads. That they would have to answer, what's the difference between right and wrong? Because in this culture, it doesn't matter. Everything's acceptable. Everything that has been evil is now called good. And good is being called evil. And even, this is as Steve Quayle pointed out, even the people who serve the devil, many in our government, they want to call him Lucifer. Well, his name isn't Lucifer anymore. His name was Lucifer when he was in heaven before he got kicked out of heaven, when he led worship in heaven. Did you know that? Did you know that Lucifer was the worship leader in heaven? The scripture says so. And he got kicked out of heaven because he rose up. He he thought he was as good or better than God. And a third of the angels fell with him. Read Genesis 6. Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, about the Nephilim. And that's where the giants come from. They're the offspring of the fallen angels and earth women. As it talks about in Genesis chapter 6, verse 4, that's where the giants come from. Giants like Goliath, like King Og, and there's some other ones. Why is this important? Because they fell. They, you know, they chose wrong. This is a simple message today. Choose right. Choose right. But what's the difference between right and wrong? Today, in 2023, we go and find a scripture like Isaiah 520. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There are people in this country who are locked up because they spoke good. It's because they were at a certain place in January of 2020. They spoke, 
They called good, good, and evil, evil. And they are have paid for it with, I mean, their very lives. They are put, being put behind bars right now for doing that. Woe to those who... But, so the people who are prosecuting them are calling evil good and good evil. But the word of God says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So how do we know the difference between good and evil? It's not something that anyone gives a rip about. I, I, I shouldn't say that because there are certainly honorable people who do. But this country, the United States of America, is being judged by a holy God. The United States of America was given, was the city on the hill, the shining light. And now we have many of our leaders who worship Satan. There's the whole, you know, look at the movie that Jim Caviezel just did about child trafficking. It's rampant. It is a huge, huge business. Good God Almighty help us. And who is speaking up? Few. Few are speaking up. That's what that whole movie was about. It was about speaking up. And for saving those who need saving. And today I come to you to, to help you to, to discern between good and evil for the hope of saving you. You who are listening who have called evil good and good evil. Here's the first way that we know about the difference between good and evil, and it's simply the Ten Commandments that God gave Moses in the book of Exodus, chapter 20. And this is the, from the NIV, New International Version. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth below or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and Keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, 
but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. And there's the rest, of course, that people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, and they trembled with fear. Um, these are the, the, you know, the rudimentary bedrock statements of faith, you know, that were first given to help people determine the difference between good and evil, between serving evil and serving the Lord. But there's a few more things that get said in the New Testament. For instance, in the book of Galatians that Paul wrote. And he says, now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, it doesn't mean if you did it once, if you were drunk once, of course, I'd be, uh, I would be totally guilty and, and cast away from God. Uh, it's about, um, and I'm not going to go into my testimony, but, uh, uh, you know, I got saved out of that um, and didn't have a drink for 21 years. I can have a beer now, but I, you know, I... Um, have not been drunk since I got saved, and that was 1993. Um, you know, God gave me that whole big time period of 21 years to understand, um, you know, maybe why I uh, was doing that before, um, to let me be a mature adult. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, because when you're, you're, you have no plumb line to determine what's on the left, what's on the right. And I mean the good things and the bad things. I'm not talking about politics. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sor idolatry sorcery. Let me just pick on sorcery for a second. Um, ever since, and this is my humble opinion, it's just a commentary, since Harry Potter came on the scene roughly around the year 2000, 
we now have a generation of not children, but of young adults who practice dark arts, who practice calling on the name of small, small G gods, of, of calling on entities and practicing witchcraft. These people, and again, I'm, uh, this is not a, my, you know, my judgment on them. I am no one's judge when it comes to their eternal standing. That is between them and their maker, them and God, them and, and uh, Jesus Christ as the judge. But as Paul is clearly laying out for people, and a lot of things get tied into sorcery. I mean, my God, you know, casting spells, you know, creating strife and jealousy, sensuality and sexual immorality, uh, you know, and then drunkenness or being involved in some other mind-altering, you know, substance. And Paul says, I warn you, as I warned you before, those that do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what he really means, he's talking about people who, who didn't um, just make a mistake, who didn't, who, who didn't just stumble, and then were sorry they did you know, something along these lines, and repented. He's talking about people who practice it, who, who institutionalize these things as part of their very lives. And when we go to 2 Timothy, it says this, again, from the New International Version, New International Version, 2 Timothy um, chapter 3. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days, and I personally believe that we're in the last days and that we're waiting for... Um, the unveiling of the man of perdition, the Antichrist. I think we're, we're on the cusp of that. That's what I personally believe. But again, let me step back to uh, 2 Timothy verse three, chapter 3. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient, to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, treacherous, rash, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people. I could go on. There's some more in there. But, you know, there is a huge, in my humble opinion, swath of the church, I would say of, of the alleged church, that those, they have a form of godliness. In other words, they have a church building, they stand up and pray before people, but they deny the power of God. 
Where does the power of God come from? For the believer, it comes in obeying the commands of God, obeying the commands of Jesus Christ. That is where the power comes from. And yet in the last days, they don't want anything to do with that. Because instead of being lovers of God, they're lovers of pleasure. Instead of being lovers of God, they're lovers of themselves. Instead of being lovers of God, they're lovers of money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents. That goes all the way back to the, the Ten Commandments. And part of being disobedient to their parents is being ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, etc., etc. And but we we've given the clear word here in Second Timothy, chapter three, and that's verses one through five. It pains me to have to point out these kind of things, things that are so elemental. And yet as human beings, of course, we do not walk a perfect path. And, you know, after we get saved, you know, after we trust Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and ask for forgiveness for our sins, that because we're guilty of those, uh, You know, we, we must grow in the ability to obey the commands of Christ. Because I, as I've said previously, is that, you know, I, 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 I used this not too long ago. I went and my wife and I had dinner with uh, an old friend from my high school. And uh, I hadn't been to his house uh, since he got married, which is quite a long time. Um, and we pulled up in front of the house next to his, thinking yeah, that was the house. And um, my wife and I got out, and uh, he opened the door and said, Hey, stand, come on, you know, we're over here. And so I got to go in, and my wife, because I was a friend of the man who and the man and the woman but the man who owned that house he opened the door to me because he knew me Jesus Christ will only open the door of heaven to those who know him and love him and he he knows that you love him if you keep his commands so you can get quote get saved and you can give your heart to God, and a lot of people think that that's all it is. Well, if you are not endeavoring to be, and hopefully be perfect, in your adherence to the commands of Jesus Christ and obeying his commands, you know, you were never saved in the first place, in my humble opinion. Because you, if you don't give a rip about what Jesus says, um, you never loved him in the first place. Because if you loved him, you would keep his commands. Don't expect to go to heaven 
when you do not keep the commands of Jesus Christ. And it all starts with knowing the difference between good and evil, because it's God who gave you these things, who loved you so much he bothered to tell you. He bothered to lay it out for you, the difference between right and wrong. And I, I, given this message today, because people today do not know the difference between right and wrong. It's very clear. Very clear indeed. I hope that this blessed somebody. Please, I ask you, you know, be obedient to Jesus Christ and his commands. If you do not know Christ, start off by repenting of your sins and asking him to be your Lord and Savior. Because that's the only, that's the part A. You have to, you have to do that first before you begin really obeying. Um, you need to repent of your sins because as Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we must recognize that, repent of our sins, ask for forgiveness, and accept the finished work that Jesus did on the cross, that his death was an atoning death. He is the only one that lived a perfect life as an Israelite, as a Hebrew, that he fulfilled the law that no, because no one else could live a perfect life, but Jesus did. And because he lived a perfect life, he was the unblemished, the Lamb of God, who, when he was sacrificed, his blood was acceptable to God as an atonement for the sins of mankind. And by accepting that fact and repenting of your sins, you can become a child of God. But then after that, you need to obey the commands of God. So let's start with that today. I pray that you would do that, that you would pray a simple prayer to that effect. Please consider supporting Encouraging Angels. You can go to www.encouragingangels.org, click on the Donate tab, and you can give with your card by clicking on the Cornerstone link, or you can send something directly to our post office box that's listed right there on the website at www.encouragingangels.org. I would be remiss if I did not say when the amount of military activity and fighting that is going on, you know, in and around Russia and the Ukraine is expanding every day. And the, you know, for the most part, the mainstream news is uh, just dummying up on that fact. As it expands, Russia has come out and clearly said that if it goes to the point where they uh, are, the, the threat is so existential 
that it's, you know, the threat is to their very existence, they will strike the United States, as in the continental United States. The United States of America, as far as I know, has no civil defense plan. Now, Russia can put all of Moscow underground in a very short period of time and shelter those people from a nuclear attack. In the United States, eh, not so much. And if you think that's the case, please tell me, where's your nearest civil defense shelter? Answer, there isn't one. Except if you have one, you know, or a plan, you know, in your home. Enter civildefensemanual.com. That is the uh, the two-volume, 950-page reference put together by Mr. Jack Lawson, who served with incredible co-writers such as NC Scout, who was an NCO uh, and served in Iraq and Afghanistan writing on communications, Matt Bracken, Navy SEAL, writing on night fighting. Sam Culper, writing on intelligence gathering. And Jack, writing on a neighborhood protection team. And a whole lot more. Water, food, you know, nuclear preparations, you know, survival preparation skills, etc. I mean, to have a reference like this is really indispensable. Yes, it's $100. It's worth it. Consider going. Consider that for your coffee table although be careful how you open it up jack says you don't open it up a certain way but (laughs) it's a lot of pages there's two two books but to have this is uh just a necessary thing for for people in my humble opinion the civildefensemanual.com this is the encouraging angels podcast i'm stan samansky and i look forward to seeing you right here next time